Hey everybody, Meredith Baker for On The Map, Off The Radar, and I have a very special person with me here today, Kiran Gandhi, who started the conversation that went viral when she ran the London Marathon last year without a tampon, which I was so honored to be by her side crossing the finish line, and now Kiran has kindly agreed to come on On The Map, Off The Radar, once again our first veteran, actually, um, of interviewees to talk about kind of where the conversation has gone in this past year about um, menstruation and how running the London Marathon without a tampon has kind of spurred her activism um, for females around the world, or as Kieran says, the future is female. So I'll just open the discussion right up. Kieran, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're busy creating music in California right now. Um, and Oh, I'm honored. Um, and could you go ahead and kind of talk about the recent musings you've had and reflecting all that's happened over the year and maybe what you're most proud of that has come from running the London Marathon without a tampon? Absolutely. Well, Meredith, the most amazing part is that I ran because of you. Like, you literally just planted the seed in my head in, what, 2014? And you were like, oh, well, I'm running the London Marathon, so I, now that I see you doing these 5Ks and 10Ks and half marathons, why don't you just do the full one with me? And it's for me, it was like a dream. I was like, oh, hell no. There's no chance I can run a full marathon. I can barely run from this bridge to the Western Avenue Bridge in Boston. But I do want to just take a moment to give you that credit. So thank you for taking me under your wing and holding my hand through all 26 miles and staying with me. Uh, till we cross the finish line. I couldn't have done it without you and with Anna. Well, um, pleasure. The story for those of us, yeah, the story for those of us who are just like joining, who don't know the story, you know, me, Meredith, and Anna had got to the start line and I knew that I was going to get my period at some point and I was just hoping that it would be after the actual race because anytime during practices that I had my period, I would just skip out training on those days because it's just too painful, it's uncomfortable. Um, I think running with a foreign object in your body is just not ideal and chafing if you use a pad is extremely painful. And so I just hadn't practiced running with those things. And so had I chosen to do that, it really would have been because I was supposed to be made to feel embarrassed that somebody else might see a little blood. Right. And I remember having this conversation with you and Anna on the, uh, the start line where I was like, I don't want to run with that stuff. I don't want to run carrying a tampon. I don't want to run having to change this stuff in front of other people. Like there was just no good solution. And it actually made me feel really good. The thought of free bleeding. Like I was like, that makes the most sense to me. Um, it's the most comfortable. It's the safest. And it allows us to just keep going. So right. literally go with the flow, <laughs> go with the flow. And um, I knew it would be radical to do that. I knew it would be radical because it's shocking to people that we pretend, both men and women have been socialized to pretend that periods don't exist. Um, and I've been raised uh, to believe otherwise, that we have to fight that. And so when I started running, it was really a personal act of liberation. It was like in order for me to keep up with you and Anna and just to keep going. And when I started showing, and I remember we were on mile eight, and I saw my dad and brother. Like, that's when I, you know, we have some of those photos um, that breast cancer took of me, like, pulling my shirt down over my legs, because I was embarrassed. You know, I didn't want them to see. Right. My dad, I remember when we were running, and I was like, oh, I love your pattern on your orange spandex. And you're like, 
there's no pattern on my orange spin. <laughs> and that's when we kind of had this big epiphany that, yeah, you were bleeding through. Which right. And so orange I, and not black, or there wouldn't have been the striking visuals to accompany. The striking that. visuals, totally. And so, you know, in telling the story, I did want to like for our readers to get the real story from us, like because we were the only ones there who will always ever only know the way it went down. But when my dad and brother like pulled me in for a hug and they didn't care at all, they were just like so proud of us. That is actually what changed it for me, and it made me feel extremely empowered. And when we crossed the finish line, I remember a couple months later, Meredith, I sent you an essay that I had written about the piece and about our experience and about how it really did act as a symbolism for women around the world who don't have access to the care products that they need. And for those of us that do, we're still socialized to pretend like it doesn't exist and it's this horrible thing and it's not fair. That is oppression. And the story went completely viral. And I think in terms of the things that I've learned- story that needed to be told. It was a story that needed to be told, and I think people resonated with it because we were doing something difficult, which is a marathon, something that's honorable, that people know we had trained for for a year. At least for me, I trained for years. Meredith probably just got up the day before, and like it was just her morning sprint, but some of us trained for years uh, to be able to do it. Anyway, sorry, we're like chatting informally. Let me get to the point. So in the past year, what's happened? Um, one, I, I've probably spoken at over... 30 different universities or like 30 to 40 different universities about menstrual stigma and what it actually represents for women. I speak a lot about how if we can't talk about our own bodies comfortably, we as women are socialized to actually downplay a lot of things um, beyond just uh, our menstruation. It not, doesn't allow us to talk about our sexual hygiene correctly. It doesn't allow us to talk about rape and report um, sexual assault and to feel safe enough to do so. And even beyond that, it doesn't give us the voice we need in places like college and the workplace and beyond. Um, if you are made to feel bad about something that's so normal, imagine what else we're made to feel bad about. And I just, it's not okay. Um, the second thing that I've seen is just really a movement of periods being on the mainstream map. Just last week, Newsweek published on the cover an issue about how the tampon tax has to go, how we need better innovation for women's bodies because we um, are hurting the environment with tampons and pads, and how uh, stigma is holding women back in the workplace in a way that it shouldn't. A year ago, did that exist? No. This is something that has happened in the past year because of the marathon, because of Rupi Kaur's act against Instagram, because of the different menstrual health organizations, because of things putting um, uh, uh, ads in the subway, because of women in London chat protesting the tampon tax. It's been a global movement in the past year, and we have had market success. Right, 2015 was definitely the year of the period. Um, which has been amazing. And can you also kind of speak about the, the backlash that you've gotten in kind of standing for this cause and how you've dealt with that and, and yes. moved forward? You know, all of my favorite icons, be it Catherine McKinnon, Malcolm X, uh, Mahatma Gandhi, when they have experienced something that they really believe in, um, they knew they were onto something when they experienced the kind of backlash that I think we experienced after running our marathon. So that's kind of how I knew we were onto something. Um, the story went viral because so many people hated the story and criticized it. That's actually what made it work. Because for many of us who share the opinion that having a period is actually not, not that big of a deal or worth even talking about, when they saw the amount of disgust that happened online, that's when they started to weigh in and we didn't have to say anything. They would weigh in and say, 
the fact that you're so grossed out by a little bit of blood on someone's pants when they're running a marathon is exactly what Kieran is trying to prove. The fact that we are so socialized to be disgusted by periods. And so the backlash was effective in actually making the change. I think though the main two schools of thought um, on the criticism side was one that's really unhygienic, um, which isn't true. Like only if I had some sort of um, disease in my blood, which I don't, uh, and only if my blood had come in contact with anybody else, which it didn't, would have this been an issue. But besides that, um, menstrual blood out in the air on clothing for a couple of hours is definitely not uh, unhygienic. So it also just shows ignorance with, them, with how bodies work. Right. And, and what this, were you supposed to do? Stop running the marathon and go buy a new pair of spandex in the middle of there the- There you go. Because I have somebody's eyes and their discomfort. No. Uh, and then the second- also, men shave all the time and you see streaks of blood running down their shirts in marathons and no one ever comments on that. Exactly. Exactly. Like we just, it's period specifically that are the problem for people. And then the second thing I was going to say that many people criticized was they said, oh, well, if your mission was to raise awareness um, for many of the women around the world who either don't have access to the care they need or who can't talk about their periods, why wouldn't you just donate tampons to Nepal? You know, why would you run this marathon? And it's about global impact. When you use symbolism and shock culture uh, and engage the world in a discussion, it's a very different effect than donating a couple boxes of tampons to one community. This was about really rallying behind everyone who has already been working on this issue for decades. And these organizations who I talk to now, they have been working on this issue for decades. And giving them the global attention that this issue needs and saying the time is now. And this conversation needs to no longer be a conversation in the next decade or for our daughters or for our sons and daughters in the years to come. Um, so those two were the biggest, uh, most sort of like uh, common criticisms and they were the easiest uh, to address. Yeah. And didn't you receive kind of positive feedback from girls in other parts of the world where this stigma is especially prevalent after yes. um, running the marathon? Yes, um, I would say for about two months after the story went viral on August 10th, every single day my inbox would be filled with letters from women around the world. Girls um, from Uganda, from Ghana, from Nepal, from Pakistan, from the Czech Republic. Um, I remember Skyping with a girl from um, Slovenia a couple times, her and her girlfriend actually, um, I was a pen pal with one girl in India for many months, even on Instagram, everyone used Instagram direct messenger. I was like learning about where the youth connect with each other. It's there um, and Snapchat, I guess. But yeah, that was really like what I, what I saw. And it was amazing to give voice to a lot of these girls who had the same hunch that we do, that this shouldn't be such a problem and validate their opinions on that. Right. And really kind of through, example show that it isn't something that everyone should be grossed out by and look at the public response it's having here and now it's kind of like two, 2015 it definitely gained a lot of um, visibility in the press and in discussions but it's like now how do you hope to really capitalize on that momentum of bringing the discussion of periods to the forefront to really um, kind of implement change moving forward what are your next 
um, plans for that? Well, two really exciting things have happened. Um, I've partnered with Binti Period as an ambassador to their organization, as well as um, with Zana Africa. And so what I do now is I make sure that my sort of outlet and my experience um, seeing the global landscape of how this issue is being tackled on many different fields in many different ways, I can use that information and then guide these organizations about how to access girls better. I think the other thing that I've been doing a lot more of is writing. I've had a lot more opportunities to write both in like the feminist communities, but also in mainstream outlets like Newsweek, like um, Vice, you know, other outlets that want to talk about these edgy issues. Um, and then finally, the most important way that I'm incorporating it is more as like visual art in my music. You know, we start every show with um, a conversation between me, Donald Trump, and Rosie O'Donnell. And so the show opens with Donald Trump saying, you know, some sort of insult. You can see there was blood coming out of her eyes, blood coming out of her wherever. And he's insulting Megyn Kelly for being on her period, even though she was just doing her job and interrogating him. He didn't like it. And then you have Rosie O'Donnell talking about the marathon that we ran and being like, they are radical feminist women. Um, she is, you know, she's just making a statement. Like it makes total sense. It's genius. You know, she, she supports us. And then, uh, and then I give my shtick. So I think that's the third uh, way, is just using it as uh, material for my music. Well, which I love, and I'm sure the rest of the world will soon be excited to hear. And it's really great how you capitalized on an issue to use music for change as well, music with a mission. Um, Karen, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for recounting uh, the marathon and the whole craziness um, and wonder that ensued with your discussion about running it without a tampon. Like, it's been a huge inspiration for me and for thousands of others, and it was such an honor to cross the finish line holding hands with you. Everyone, I wouldn't have been able to do it if you and Anna not stayed with me the whole time. Like, to anyone watching, Meredith did a really cool thing. She could have run it in, like, half the time that she did, but she stayed with us, which was pretty remarkable, and I will never forget that. It helped me finish, so thank you. Well, I think we can all agree as marathon runners that it's about the journey and we all end up at the same destination. So it's kind of about enjoying the race oh. first and, yeah. and kind of suffering together. <laughs> you are so um, special. I love you. Misery loves company. No, I love you. Um, and to everybody watching, I'll put more links to Kieran's music and some of her own writings on the issue as well. Kieran, thank you so much for being here thank today. Thank you so um, much. I hope everybody enjoyed our discussions about tampons and periods and going with the flow. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.